Episode three of season two of On the Same Page with Jen and Nancy. Nancy. So Hello, Jen. How are you? I'm good. So I don't know if it's perimenopause. I know that we actually made it two full episodes without talking about menopause or cats. Yet. Till now. We are. Okay. Yeah. This, is, this is how far we made it. Maybe in season three we'll make it a little further, but I don't know if it's perimenopause or ADD or just maybe generally expecting too much from myself. But I went to Montebello over the weekend, uh-huh. which is like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a hotel type spa, spa place. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. So it's not like on a busy street. It's like surrounded by walking trails and stuff. It's a bit remote. So some friends of mine that I went sailing in the BVI with in March, were going up there to do a retreat with a bunch of other peeps that I'm not part of. And they said, why don't you like come up to Montebello and when we're doing our other stuff with other people, you can do your own thing. Always like to do my own thing by myself. And otherwise we can hang out. And the thing was, this was supposed to be super relaxing. And I'd put it in everybody's calendar and everybody knew. And about three weeks before I left, which was October 4th, Renault decided that he was going to take the kids and his father to London, England for a week, and they were going to leave on, wait for it, October 4th at 4 o'clock. So I was supposed to leave at 9 a.m. to make it to Montebello for noon. I didn't leave until 1. And I spent the entire morning, as one does, helping my family prepare for a trip abroad And also like making sure the house and everything was ready for the dog sitter and basically like just running around getting wine and food and last minute things for them and like European travel adapters and had a list. So then I get out of here at one out of Montreal. It says it's an hour and a half. So one of the things I had to do was pay the house cleaner. So I went to the bank, didn't have my card because... I just didn't. Because why would you? Because, yeah. I was standing in line at the teller and she gave me, I took $500 out, had to give $280 to the house cleaner because that was the amount of debt that I had incurred with the house cleaner. Anyway, she's putting it in an envelope and I'm thinking to myself, don't, don't put it in an envelope. Like that's just going to be loose. Just hand me the cash. I'll put it in my wallet. Right. But you know, I didn't say that. So I come home and I haven't packed yet for Montebello. (laughs) How long does packing take? Five minutes? (laughs) I think don't bring your purse in. Okay, just bring. So leave your purse and your wallet. In the car? In the car, running. And just run in and throw some stuff in a suitcase and, and pay Desi. So all I bring in the house is my phone and my envelope of money. I put the money for Desi on the counter. So now I have 220 in a white envelope. Okay, I'm trying to pack. I still have, I don't know if it's ADD, my suitcase from Greece, which I have not unpacked yet. So, so there's still quite a bit of stuff in there that's still good. Anyway, I'm hurling stuff in the suitcase because everything in Greece is sundresses. And now it's six degrees Celsius here. So out with the sundresses, in with the yoga pants and the sweatshirts. Come upstairs to my bedroom. And I have this Lululemon bag. And so now I'm hurling things 
from my bedroom closet into a Lululemon bag. The great thing about going on a vacation with the car. Oh, yeah. You can just throw, just throw everything yeah. in the car. It doesn't matter. That's what I mean. I'm like. Okay. So anyway, long story short, everything's sort of loose and random. So I make it out into the car and I can't find my phone. I'm like, oh, my God. I only brought two things into the house, the white envelope and the phone. So I open the trunk and I empty the whole Lululemon bag so everything's loose. No phone. Empty the suitcase, which is in the side door in the back seat. Throw everything everywhere. Find the phone. Great. I hit the road. Okay. So I know somewhere I have $220 cash in an envelope. That may or may not be on your person. I'm pretty sure it is. Where else would it be? (laughs) I'm driving and I'm stressed out because I'm late and like, you know, whatever. I had a bad fall. I talked about that Mm -hmm. in episode one. So I'm driving and I hit like Hawkesbury which is about 30 minutes before Montebello. And I go to the Walmart to get polysporin because I forgot polysporin for my open leg wound, as one does. And I was thinking, you know, chocolate is not my weakness. I have other weaknesses that include like wine and buckets of fettuccine with cream sauce. Mm. But I was like, you know what? I kind of feel like a Kit Kat. Like just after the day I've had... I just could really enjoy a Kit Kat. Isn't that like part of the commercial? Enjoy a Kit Kat <laughs> moment know. or something like that? But I've had that feeling before, yeah. so I'm relating. So what do I see out of the corner of my eye? Halloween candy. A hundred. No. no. Yeah. A hundred Kit Kats. Okay. Well, why buy this one when you well, can yeah. buy a hundred? I have one Kit Kat moment when you could have a hundred Kit Kat moments. <laughs> so I get in the car, start eating Kit Kats. And at this point, I at the Walmart parking lot, I put everything back in the suitcases because I'm like, you're going to be pulling into Montebello now in the next half Just hour. Just pop the trunk and all your clothes. And it's just like people are like, oh, hi, Nancy. Let me help you with your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a giant pile of loose stuff. Just looks like Bras. you live in your car. <laughs> just 100 Kit Kats and clothes everywhere. So my GPS, which is usually pretty awesome. Tells me that I'm like six minutes away from Montebello. Turn left. I'm like, yay, I'm going to see my friend. So relaxing. And it, it stops at a body of water. What? Yeah. And there's like this tiny little ferry that goes back and forth. And there's a big sign, $10 cash only. Cash only. You have to take a ferry to Montebello? Well. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you think this story is close to being over, but I can tell you it is only getting started. So I'm calling my friends, but they're busy doing their thing with their other people. And my question is, is there a ferry that you have to take to Montebello? So they don't answer. So the ferry comes to my side because all it does is go back and forth. It's it's literally maybe 70 yards. Where did you like go? I could like swim Oka across. Or something? Where are you? What? I, know, I think it was called La Sette or something. I don't know. So it's like 70 yards. Like I could swim across faster. The ferry comes over and I said, is it cash only? And he's like, yeah. Then kind of motions to the sign. I said, well, oh yeah. Because while he was coming towards me, like uh, the boat, I couldn't find the white envelope and I had torn everything apart again. So I'd ripped apart the suitcase and that little bag. Everything's loose all over the car again. I don't have the white envelope. So I'm super frustrated. It's 2019 doesn't he have the stupid little square that goes in the iPhone and you swipe the card? Like, <sighs> I said, do you know where the, the closest bank machine is? And he said, it's at Montebello. And he points to the other side of the river. I'm like, well, 
how do I get to the other side of the river? And he's like, well, I'll take you over if you leave me your driver's license. So then you, you can't drive without your driver's. Okay. Anyway. Well, I'm like, okay. So at this point, don't think I didn't have the thought of like, how much would it cost me to replace my driver's license? <laughs> like, not because I cared about the $10. I was like, how much time am I going to lose here? I'm, my friends are waiting for me by a fireplace with wine. It's like almost four o'clock now. So I'm like, fine, fine. So I give him my driver's license, takes me to the other side. And he's like, okay, it's just five kilometers that way. What was funny is I'm so geographically challenged. I saw a big sign that said, welcome to Ontario, open for business, those capitalists. And then I drove for a while and I took a ferry, but then somehow I was back in Quebec. Anyway, there's this grocery store called the Bonichois, which is for our non-French listeners, good choice. So I'm at the Bonichois grocery store and there's an ATM there, the only ATM in town. Now, what's bothering me is my chateau is at the end of the street. I can see it. I know my friends are in there waiting for me and I'm screwing around at the, the ATM at the Bonichois trying to get $10. To give the ferry. Yeah, so I can get my driver's license back. In hindsight, I should have just driven to my friends and asked to borrow $10. I'm super grumpy, grumpy. And I put my card in the machine. You think this story is coming to an end, don't you? No. So (laughs) I put my card in the machine and I see this machine will charge an extra $4 in addition to any other charge at your bank, which I know is $3. So I'm like, this is costing me $7 to take out 100 bucks which I only need 10. So I'm like, oh, and then I just feel like back to season one, episode two, sophistication. God, you have a good memory. I feel super unsophisticated at this moment. The clothes are everywhere in the car. I'm at a random, I'm supposed to be a money coach. I'm supposed to be like, like spending as much money, getting the $10 out almost. It's a 7% fee. I can, if I put $100 in the bank at 1%, I would make... $1 a year in interest. I'm now spending $7 in a fee because I'm so unorganized. Seven years of interest. Yeah. I can't find the loose envelope. Whatever. And I'm doing the whole gratitude thing. (laughs) At least I haven't driven the truck off a cliff because that's happened before. At least, at least, at least. Okay. And the whole way back, I'm talking to myself literally out loud. I'm like, I tried to do too much today. I should have left for Montebello yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not my fault. What am I practicing? Self-compassion. Episode three. Totally made that up. I have no idea. Oh, good. <laughs> I was supposed to feel very inadequate. I was thinking of getting a chalkboard in here and actually having a list. We so should. we could do that. Anyway. I get back to the ferry terminal. I use the word terminal loosely. It's like a driveway. It's like a, might as well be like a driveway in someone's home. And the ferry is just pulling out. With your driver's license? Yeah, he goes back and forth, right? (laughs) So I'm like, mother fire truck. And, oh, the other thing I did at the Bonichois was I put everything back together. Oh. The suitcase and all that stuff. Because I'm like, you know what? I feel unsophisticated right now. What can I do to practice sophistication? Put all these bras and panties back in the suitcase (laughs) where they belong. Pack it all up. The whole time I'm still eating Kit Kats. <laughs> There's like <laughs> 50 left now. Yeah. And I had bought two bottles of wine. How many had you drank? At I hadn't drank any, but I bought, <laughs> I was buying two bottles of wine for the entire weekend. And on the way out, there was this great deal on this Italian Pinot Noir. And I thought, you know what? What the hell? I'll buy two more. I don't have to drink all four, but 
better to have wine than no wine. Right. So I'm talking to myself. I'm like, okay, everything's okay. I've got the hundred bucks. I'm so close. Got sophisticated. Everything's packed. And the guy's just pulling out, which means I'm probably gonna have to wait a good 20 minutes for him to come back. Anyway, super small town. The ferry captain, small C, sees me <laughs> and actually goes, Arr! and like reverses the ferry. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're super helpful to me. There's only two cars on the ferry. At this point, I should have questioned, why are there only two cars on the ferry? If this is the only, air quotes, way to get to Montebello. But I did not have that thought yet. They come back. They repark the ferry. The guy like goes through all the safety checks, comes out, comes running up to me with my driver's license. Jen, I can't find the money. What? I cannot find the 520s that oh I just God. took out of the thing. I didn't cry, but I was like. I'm crying. I was like, I don't know what to say. I was like so mad at myself. So what do I do in front of the guy who's maybe 24 years old? I rip everything open again. I'm throwing. I'm convinced that when I was putting back everything to be sophisticated, I'd accidentally put the 520s in there. So now he's watching me. There's people on the ferry waiting. waiting. I'm tearing everything apart. The Lululemon bag, the suitcases. Jen, there are Kit Kat wrappers everywhere. Okay. It's like snowing empty Kit Kat wrappers in the truck. And brought some panties. I could not be so humiliated. And there's wine everywhere. Loose bottles (laughs) of wine. And I'm like... I'm like, he's like, I'll just give you a minute. I'm like, oh, I think I need more than a minute. I'm like, I'll be here when you get back. And he's like, you sure you don't want me to wait? I'm like, no, no, that's fine. I can't make those poor people wait anymore for their 70-yard trip (laughs) to the other side. I have to go back to the Banishwa. I have to go back to the Banishwa and have to take out another $100 for another $7. Dollar fee. So oh now I'm God. $14 in in fees. 14 years of interest. <laughs> 14 years of interest. <laughs> a missing hundred. And I still don't have the white envelope, which has 220 in it. You weren't crying yet? No, I was like, I just have to get to safety. Like at this point, like I should have just abandoned the driver's license, to be honest. You're like, amazing. I would have been questioning my own sanity. Oh, like I would have been having a panic attack about whether or not I was insane. Well, there was like a, a, certainly a certain level of that. <laughs> Get back over there. By sheer grace of God, he was actually just pulling in. Wow. Are you clutching your I was I was money. clutching it. <laughs> and uh, I said, I actually had to go back. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, do you think that you maybe didn't take it out of the machine? And I think that's what happened. But that someone I think else I was, got it? Yeah. I was thinking <gasps> I was so focused on the fee Thinking about the fee and just being oh so, God, like, I just took my card oh my and drove back to the ferry. So I drove back to the Bonichois because <laughs> this is my new place. Instead of the Chateau Montebello, yeah, who needs I just hang out at the Bonichois across the street. Oh, my God. And I wait in line because I don't want to be rude. And so I'm waiting in line. There's, like, four people ahead of me. And I said to the guy, is it possible that... Someone turned in $100 and he looked at me like I was crazy. Okay. So anyway, my point is that perimenopause, could it be? Or... Uh, is it? I don't... Is it? Is it? <laughs> I don't think there's any amount of ADD medication that could have made that day better. Wow. But I did get to safety. 
I was going to ask, did yeah. you ever get to Montebello? I got to Montebello and my friends were sitting by the fire and they had not only wine, but peanuts. There was oh, peanuts. Well, there you go. And all my faith was restored in humanity. I never did figure out the $100 that was missing. Wow. But I did get home and found the white envelope. I had never, ever brought it into the car. <laughs> so I'm only down $114. Yeah. True story. I'm so sorry. What are we talking about today? I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about, what are we talking about? Like gut health. Microbiome. Microbiomes, the gut brain connection. We have a tourist attraction in Montreal called the Biodome. Mm-hmm. Which is like a place that's like like fake tropical stuff. Like there's penguins and palm trees. It's very humid. Yes, very. And uh, I do have a bad habit of calling the microbiome the biodome. <laughs> so just going to like a little glitch in my brain. So if anyone hears me talking about how you need to have a healthy biodome, this is just your warning that I need. I mean microbiome. There is probably a very, very plush supply of microbiome at the biodome especially from all those tourist fingers yeah and monkey turds do you want to kick us off by anyone that hasn't heard about the microbiome well a microbiome is basically a community of microorganisms living together like tiny little bacteria yeah like we have them in our gut and but they also exist in our mouths but also outside of our bodies, like bacteria and uh, our vajayjays, fungi, our vaginas, mm-hmm. our bodies are packed with them. And uh, so is. Uh, and there's not just a few. There's like trillions. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's microbiome is different. Mm-hmm. That is super true. And did you know that you are born bacteria free? We are born without bacteria. And our very first exposure to healthy bacteria is passing through the vaginal canal and getting bacteria from our mums. And that's why C-section babies have a lot more allergies and health-related. That's what they're finding. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. So what they're doing now in hospitals is if you have a C-section baby, they'll actually take like, let's just call it stuff, from the mum and rub it on the baby to get the microbiome going because they missed it in the vaginal canal. I did not know that. Stick around. Stick around. I'll be here. I'll be here for at least an hour. I don't have $114, but I have a wealth of information. (laughs) That's so fascinating. Wow. So yeah, we have our own microbiome. So does the soil, the oceans. Yes. Buildings. The building we're in, the room we're in has its own microbiomes. And even though it's absolutely everywhere, like we just started having a ton of information about this, like in the last 10 years, like it's not actually something that was as widely researched before. As the genome or our DNA or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And what they're finding, it is more in why we're talking about it. It's more important than anything in our bodies in terms of dictating well, it's proving, science is proving it to be study after study, so important to not only our physical health, but our mental health. They're saying that the next generation of um, antidepressants and anti-anxiety, anti-anxiety medication will be gut-based. So we will literally introduce bacteria into our systems that fight depression and anxiety. 
It's just fascinating. And I, I read this. And so I have a friend that's a psychiatrist and I often read things on Google and then I present them to her and I get the look. <laughs> so I thought, I'm going to try. I could never stop trying. So I said, did you hear this about the bacteria? And she said, yeah, I was just at a conference and it's, it's all we're talking about. Mm-hmm. The next generation drugs will be gut-based and not brain-based. What I think is fascinating is... I think it's great that because some people really need need these medications. But what I find is fascinating is how many doctors don't even ask you about your diet, even, right. even if you're having stomach specific problems. Mm-hmm. Like I had um, diverticulitis. I have diverticulosis, and I was in the hospital. I was admitted to the hospital for several days on antibiotics, and which obviously made things much better and probably also worse in a different way. But when I saw the um, gastroenterologist afterwards, she, I had had to have a colonoscopy and she said, everything's great now. I'll see you in seven years. Uh, And I said, okay, but what about making sure this doesn't happen again? She said, eat lots of fiber and drink lots of water. And I said, I'm vegan. Like I can't eat more plants. Like all I eat is fiber. (laughs) And she was like, all right, great. But she didn't even ask me, what is a day? Yeah, because we're going to talk about it. But there's a number of things that you can do. Like fermented foods are so good. There's so So many things. And what I think is interesting is that I was there for a gut-related issue, like an intestinal issue. Mm -hmm. And she didn't even inquire about any of the things that might contribute, which we'll get into. But which might have contributed to like a negative environment in the first place, whether it was food related or other things. Like I was on very heavy doses of steroids for a portion of my adult life. And she didn't ask if I'd been on any medication. She didn't mm-hmm. ask. And I know that this particular like diverticulitis is a very specific issue, but like all these things matter. All these right. things contribute. Right. So I found it fascinating. Can I tell you some gut health facts? Does it involve poop? No, not yet. Okay. But there's a doctor who a lot of people call Dr. B because uh, his name is Dr. Will Bolshevitz. Bolshevitz. Okay. We don't know how to pronounce his name. And he is so very informed and done a ton of research. But he has a website called the um, Plant Fed, Fed Gut. The Plant Fed gut.com and he has a few fun facts listed on his website such as 70% of your immune system lives in your gut Mm -hmm. directly communicating with your gut microbes and 90% of serotonin that happy hormone that controls our moods is produced in the gut yes and I take an SSRI which I should really know more about but it affects directly affects the amount of serotonin and it acts on my brain not my gut and what was the figure 90 percent yeah so instead of helping me 90 percent by giving me like an antidepressant that works it's helping the 10 it's, it's working on the 10 percent in my brain wow um gut microbes can tinker with your hormones estrogen and testosterone <gasps> perimenopause what and gut microbes can play uh, your genetic code, like a switchboard, it says flipping genes off and on. So that is fascinating to me. 
That's incredible. And should be fascinated, well, to everyone. Everyone should be fascinated by that. It's crazy how much of our health and our happiness, our well-being is connected to bacteria and other microbes in our bellies. Mm -hmm. I've been super obsessed lately. So I've been... You wanted to become a doctor. Because (laughs) So you wanted to go to medical school. It's just that I have, not only do I have... Why don't you just start a podcast, which you've done, by the way. (laughs) I was going to (laughs) say, where are you going? And talk about your research that you've done, which is fascinating. You don't have, my point is you don't have to, you don't need a certificate. You can continue reading from the website. What about an award? Could I have an award? That would make me feel almost as good as a certificate. All right. Okay. Challenge accepted. There is so much interesting stuff about just microbiomes alone that we could do like 27 episodes about it, but we won't, even though that's what I wish we could do. There's things that mess with your microbiome. Yes, like antibiotics. Antibiotics. Sugar. All kinds of medications, sugar, processed foods, stress. And a lot of people are being told to eat healthier to fix the microbiome situation Mm -hmm. in their bellies. But, and a lot of those, they found out that a lot of people who were having issues and imbalance in their gut were actually eating really well. Like a lot of them were eating very balanced diets, tons of like a lot of diversity and stuff like that. But but then they would go and use the antibacterial lotion every not, time not they had just a that, chance. But so much of their food had so much pesticides on right. it. So even though they were like, but I'm eating all this salad and lots of fruit and whole grains, but all their food was full of Roundup. Like kale is full of it. Like there's some vegetables, obviously, that that absorb it yeah. more than others. But it's like, you know, so kale has been like the superfood of whatever the last three years or so that everyone's just been eating everything kale. But it's if you're not getting it organic, which, as we know, even organic, there's trace right. residues, but you're eating so much pesticides that you're still harming. There's also chlorine in the drinking water. That too. Yeah. 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 All kinds of stuff like that. So we're not trying to scare you. We are. We're totally trying to scare you. Not like zero waste. Very our scariest episode. Yes. This is our second scariest episode. But this is on our radar and it's fascinating. And uh, we wanted to bring it on your radar. And um, I've got, that's right. Are you finished? I'll never be finished on this. (laughs) I didn't mean to be rude. I'm just saying like, I'm super excited because I have A list of 10 things that you can do to, I'm a big lister, a list of 10 things that you can do to um, help your microbiome. And the problem is that I wanted to read my list, but I keep jumping in one at a time as you talk. I think we should tell them more horrible things first. Okay. Okay. Because then your list can be the the The, silver lining to this. I'm going to come in with my cape and save the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. And not only, not only is it affecting like our moods, our hormones and stuff like that, but there's a lot of research being done right now about like dementia and Alzheimer's right? in relation to the gut as well. Everything. There's a neurologist, Dr. Aisha Shurzai and her husband, Dean. They are the directors of the Alzheimer's prevention program at Loma Linda University Medical Center. They have done extensive research and all kinds of studies and they are finding connections. And one of the studies they did, and I'm not going whole vegan on this, but I would love to, but I'm not, is that they found that people who ate like primarily 
animal-based diets, for example, had were more likely to have Alzheimer's. And then it was like pescatarians a little bit less lately, likely, ovo-lacto vegetarians less likely, vegans least likely to have dementia and Alzheimer's. But I'm not even saying that this is because of animal products. What I'm thinking is because, and I don't know what they're saying. I didn't Like ask the them. hormones in the meat maybe? No, but I'm like- just thinking like vegans are often, not always, obviously, but often most likely to have the most diverse diets. Right. Like they'll eat, they, they tend to eat a lot more different things. Yeah. So which diversity is a huge, plays a giant role in like having a. a- yeah, that's on my list. So. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So, all right, I'll talk about something else. <laughs> did you know, Nancy, that you share microbiome with the people around you? I did know that. I thought that. And that but they also said, and I'm not sure if it's bad or good, but it's super weird when you share someone's toothbrush. And I don't know, if, I don't know, like, I guess in some ways that could be good because. Who said it's super weird? I think it's gross, but who said it's super weird? Maybe weird's not the right word. It's not a non-issue. When you use someone else's toothbrush, you are introducing their entire micro, uh, oral microbiome into your mouth. Okay, but what about when you make out with them? That's not on my list. <laughs> well, if it's not on your list, it's not a thing. Okay, forget about the making out for a moment. I'm just saying that I, I'm talking about my kids. There okay. we go, my okay. kids. Yeah, I don't make out with my kids. So, But I will sometimes use my kids' toothbrush. Ew. Oh, come on. Kids my are kids. disgusting. No, every once in a while, if we're like on a trip and I don't have my toothbrush or whatever, I can't find it because it's loose and suitcase. Oh man, kids I'll are use so Elliot's good. toothbrush. Okay. And now I don't think I will because it's not because I think it's gross. It's just because I, this whole microbiome thing, I'm like, this is a big deal. Check this out, Nancy. You don't even need to use their toothbrush. You're just sitting with them. All right. I have my celebrity crushes are now not movie stars anymore. They're all doctors, but. <laughs> Did we just talk about this in the last episode? Crush it? Yes. Yes. See? See? It's because I want to be You have crushes on people that you want to be more like. But Dr. Zach Bush. Okay. Genius. Mm -hmm. Most amazing podcast episodes on this podcast called Plant Proof. Are Um, you making Joe listen to hundreds of podcasts on microbiome? She knows way more about microbiome than she wants to. Like, okay, yeah. that answers my question. Yeah. As soon as she gets in the car, her knee-jerk reaction is to lunge at the audio, like to turn off the sound on the car <laughs> because she knows as soon as the car goes on, it's going to be like, yeah. Microbiome, well, microbiome. Well, the thing about gut health is that, anyway, check this out. Okay. While it is important to have a diverse microbiome, like it's really, one of the things he recommends is eating with other people, having people over for dinner all the time, um, eating outside, eating outside with your bare feet, eating on the ground outside. Like all this stuff is super. Okay. I'm sorry. So I no, don't wait. have a list anymore. Okay. <laughs> that sorry. was on my list I'll stop was to saying eat outside. I'll stop. I'll stop. You still do your list, but just listen You're to this. You're only supposed to say the bad things. Right. <laughs> but I'm getting to the bad <laughs> I'm too excited for this topic. The thing is, you know how so many women like go on diets and exercise regimes and stuff like that, but it's really hard for them to lose weight. A lot I know nothing of what you speak of. A lot of the well, you wouldn't, but funny, when I eat less and move more, just the weight just falls right off. Listen to this, Nancy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of women who eat better than the rest of their family, which we already know, because a lot of women will go on a health kick or a diet or whatever, but they won't like, quote, subject their family to it. Right. But 
they're sharing microbiome. So they'll have like a husband who is 80 pounds overweight and still, and kids who are eating processed garbage and stuff like that. And then she's living with and eating with or, and, or borrowing the toothbrushes of her family members. And gross. And it's having an effect. So her microbiome is trying to shift. Yeah. But because of the amount of exposure she's having to these family members who are still having this sort of on the unhealthy balance. She's actually affected by that. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I didn't realize that the microbiome was, um, I don't want to say contagious, but was spread. We'll say affected. Yeah. Yeah. Shared. Shared. Yes. Shared. And as we said before, it's not just, um, you know, no, I won't. Well, without saying anything good, I'll just say, as we mentioned. Go ahead. Out of my list of 10, I only have 1.6 left. It's not just your social relationship that you're sharing. Microbiome, it's also about like the nature, but microbiome's in nature as well. So I have one left. Get a dog. That's it. Oh, God. I was going to say that. (laughs) Of course you were. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say it. Okay, Let's no, just, I have something just, else. No, you to... just say what you want to say, and then my list will just be like a summary where I just repeat a bunch of okay, stuff. Okay, okay, cool, because I wanted to say it. <laughs> Sadly, 100% okay with that. But listen to this. The thing is, too, so about the microbiome. I'm just going to go downstairs and make some toast. I'll <laughs> just talk to listeners. <laughs> guys. I'll be back soon, guys. Guys, listen to this. There's been like a lot of research done, too, about like the hunter gatherers back in the time and like Mm -hmm. actually being able to like even research some of what was going on with their microbiome. And I didn't write this down because I wasn't going to say it, but because I was trying to have some restraint, but I can't. Just let it rip. So they were finding that some of their microbiome was like found absolutely nowhere else except for on the hide of zebra. Wow. And so even though they were eating the zebra, like it was from the hide of the zebra though. Not the meat. So uh, on this one podcast I was listening to, he was talking about Zach, my boyfriend, was talking about how um, we used to like garden our own food. We used to farm our own food or at least have garden. No, Nancy, it's not a good thing. We used to, but and, and we had chickens, terrible, bad. See, that's bad. We used to have our own chickens, but we would, you know, catch them and kill them and pluck them and mm-hmm. prepare them and cook them ourselves. And we were exposed to all the microbiome of the soil, of the carrots, of the chicken who like lived in our space. And so the whole microbiome of these things was being introduced into your body way before you ate it. So you had like um, a biologically intelligent relationship with that microbiome, like before you just introduced it into your digestive system. Like as if you just bought it at the grocery store. So by contrast, today, mm-hmm. you walk into a sterile, air-conditioned grocery store. And the first thing you do also is uh, squirt, squirt the antibacterial exactly. lotion when you walk in. Exactly. And a lot of your vegetables have been chemically treated or been exposed to pesticides. Sometimes they're wrapped in plastic, mm-hmm. so you're not even touching the vegetable when you're buying it. The meats that have been injected with antibiotics, colors, salt, te- whatever, tenderizing, MSG, whatever you name hormone. it. Yeah. And ground beef is typically, like, if you buy a thing in ground beef, there can be up to a hundred and, what is it? Different Over a hundred different cows in that one package. Cows, yeah. So, like, you're for sure not having any kind of relationship with the microbiome, any of this right. stuff that you're going to, that you're going to eat. So it's really fascinating. You're completely disconnected until them. And also, we don't even, sorry, Jen, slow down. I'm so excited. 
the thing is, a lot of people barely even cook anymore. Like a lot of millennials, for example, are buying everything pre-prepared, packaged, whatever. Yeah. So you don't even touch these raw foods while you're cutting them or mm-hmm. preparing them a lot of the time. I don't know if you, for you, you cook a lot and you cook well, but like, I remember my mom, you know, with her hands and the turkey and the chicken yeah. and like but making even hamburgers, making the hamburger yeah, herself, yeah. not buying patties that are pre-prepared yeah. and frozen and the meatloaf, like mm-hmm. her, her naked hands in there mm-hmm. with the egg and everything. And we don't see that very much anymore. A lot of people were missing like, so many steps from production to plate. Right. It's okay. I'm going to be quiet now. It's just incredible. And I've actually, I shouldn't say actually, I've learned a tremendous amount. I thought I knew quite a bit, but I didn't know about the shared microbiome, like with the people. And I do eat better than my family. And my kids are teenagers now, and I'm not sure how to stop it, but they will like go to the depth. That which here in, in Quebec is like a 7-Eleven or a Max convenience store. They'll buy like a, a Coke or a Red Bull or something and they'll eat sugar. And both my kids have been diagnosed with ADD. And the number one like thing that you can do is cut out sugar if you want to help your kids with ADD. So I've already been struggling with that. And what is one, a super killer of the microbiome? sugar. Mm-hmm. It is all so incredibly connected. And on one hand, it makes me sad how we're struggling with all this illness and anxiety and depression and allergies and things that really, really affect someone's quality of life. And on the other hand, I'm so excited that we're learning more about it and that we can take steps of which I have a list of 10 here. Do, <laughs> really? Share. Do yeah. you? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So in addition that, um, or more to repeat what Jen said, actually, I think you said a lot more than what I have, but if someone wanted like a list of 10 things to get started with, and this list is from sciencefocus.com. I think I've mentioned before that I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts Yes, and there's a big scandal in the true crime podcast world. One of the number one, I won't say who it is. But one of the number one true crime podcasts in the world was not properly sourcing their sources. And they got called out for it for plagiarizing. Like they would literally take someone's article and read it as if it was their own research. And they just got hammered. So we do love Healthline around here. But this particular list I grabbed from Science Focus. But I've also read some pretty interesting books on the subject. And I, it sounds like Jen has like a, a library of resources over there. So we'll make sure that all of this is in the show notes if you want more information. But as Jen said, um, increase fiber, you know, aim for more than 40 grams per day of fiber, little bacteria, nom, 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 nom. They love fiber. And I think I read somewhere that on average, we get between like seven and 15 grams of fiber in the Western diet. So we need almost double. I use um, an app called Lose It on and off, which I use to track my macros. And I didn't realize that there was like a secret little hidden button that would allow me to track micronutrients as well, including fiber. Oh, cool. And I thought that I was getting a tremendous amount of fiber. Like I thought, like I'm not vegan, but I eat like salads and yeah, avocado. Yeah, you eat really well. I eat yeah. quite well. And 
It was a struggle to get past 25. I would have, if, you, if you'd asked me, I would have been like, oh, at least 50 grams today. And it was like 22. So we really need to step it up with the fiber. And this was interesting, which was to choose foods and drinks that are high, that have high levels of polyphenols. And I didn't really have time. I'm very busy looking for lost envelopes of money. Those, because nom, 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 bacteria love polyphenols, nuts, seeds, berries, olive oil, coffee, and tea, especially green tea. I've really heard lots of good things about green tea and polyphenols. And they say that green tea can also help with weight loss. Not like if you drink green tea, you'll just magically lose weight. But studies have shown, and I do think, I do remember it's because of the polyphenols. This was super interesting. So in one of the episodes, can't remember, it was keto. We talked about keto. And I had this thing where I didn't want to talk about keto until I had done it for at least a week. Mm-hmm. So I did it for nine days. And then I did a, we did a whole episode on keto. And I think I made it 11 days. And then I, I saw like I've regretted it. Like the whole podcast is a journey that our listeners are on with us. I cannot go back and delete episodes because I failed at keto. But I'm doing, I'm doing intermittent fasting right now. And I'm not ready to talk about it. But what I did find interesting was that number three on this list is to avoid snacking between meals and to consider intermittent or extended fasting, which gives your biomes a rest. Because every time you eat, your microbiomes are working to digest the food and move it around or whatever else they do. They're very busy workers. Apparently they need a rest just like us. They need a little downtime. As you know, there's something that you didn't say. I'm not (laughs) a fan of the concept of the keto diet, but I will tell those of you who are that fasting is also a way to go into ketosis without actually having to eat tons of fat. And when I'm ready, I will discuss that. Sorry. In a future episode, and I will go first so that Jen doesn't steal all my ideas. (laughs) Before it's my turn. (laughs) You might know more about the science behind this, but if there's, oh, I know what it is. It's like fermented foods are microbiomes. They are literally bacteria, good bacteria. Unsweetened yogurt don't have like big bucket of Astro strawberry and think you're doing yourselves any favor. Just the high fructose corn syrup or sugar. Yeah. But did you know that kefir has, K-E-F-I-R has, um, Five times as many microbes as yogurt. I did not know that. Yes. Unsweetened yogurt or kefir, um, sauerkraut, which is like literally fermented, healthy pickles, like real pickles in brine. Kimchi. Kimchi, yeah. And so you have gotten as far as to buy all those things. They're all in the fridge right now. If you go down there, there's kimchi and sauerkraut. I haven't taken the steps to actually eat them yet. I baby I, steps, baby I steps. make them and I rarely eat them because I'm scared of them and I'm going to get past that. But I what I have done, you know how I'm not scared. Sorry, I just want to clarify. I eat kimchi and sauerkraut by the boatload. I'm scared to eat the one I made that sat on my <laughs> counter for five days before it goes in the fridge. I know everyone else makes it that way and everyone's alive. And the kimchi I bought at the store was made like that. I'm just like, I can't. You know how old school delis always put a pickle on the side? 
Yeah. So I've started to do that. I have healthy pickles and I cut them up into spears. On the side of your meals? Yeah. And I'll put two or three on the side of my meal. Number five, no sugar. Enemy. Enemy of the biome. Here we go. I don't know if you've ever heard this before, let alone in the last 40 minutes, but you should spend time in nature. <laughs> so people in rural rural areas have much healthier, diverse microbiomes. And if you do live in the city, get your hands in the dirt. Garden. Touch vegetables. Touch fruit. Touch flowers. Garden. Um, dreamy Dr. Zach Bush recommends like letting your dog come and wander around the table while you're eating. And listen, listen, it's number seven. Okay, it's actually the next. No, no, no. Did you see me turning the page? No, I can't sit still right now, Nancy. You don't understand how excited this topic has made me. Number seven actually said stroke animals. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same as petting. Well, yes. But it does say that those. <laughs> Nancy. I don't know. Yes, I'm course. like, I don't know. Can I just pet the animal? <laughs> it says those, those that live with dogs. I think stroking is when you gaze lovingly into their <laughs> eyes at the same time. <laughs> oh my God. Those that live with dogs have more microbial diversity. Yeah. What if you have a dog and three cats? That would be both of us. I guess I'm going to have to start. Showing you some more love, Brody. See, Nancy? Awkward silence. <laughs> we have a lot. <laughs> We've tried we to manifest to- abundance and we manifested microbiomes. Yes. We have a, an abundance of microbiomes in all our animals. Um, number eight, avoid antibiotics. Mm-hmm. So true. Because it's not just wiping out the bad bacteria. It's wiping out the good bacteria. And it can take weeks to recover. I'm just guessing here, but if you do have to take antibiotics, then you could take all of these steps to help your microbiome, microbiome, your biodome, um, recover faster. I don't know if this has anything to do with this. So please listeners listen to our disclaimer at the end of this episode, but because I did not research this in advance, but you know how they treat like C. difficile sometimes when the antibiotics are not respond like they're not they'll do they'll treat it with a fecal transplant from a healthy that's true I wonder if that has to do with the that's a thing so do you think it's microbiome it is it's exactly that I read somewhere randomly that there's people that are selling their poop online no how do they know that their poop is healthy I, I, I don't know maybe they have little Sticks they can put in it and get like, you know, if you like, you have sticks Microbiome for Microbiome readings? Yeah. Okay. And then they they guarantee some <laughs> minimum level of microbiome <laughs> diversity. But people are actually doing enemas with other people's feces to introduce. It's true. I don't know why you're looking at me like that. Because it's disgusting. Why don't Listen, you just make I your- draw the line at using someone else's toothbrush. I'm just saying. Now you didn't used to. <laughs> you're on to something with the fecal transplants. Oh, yes. Yes. That's uh, and again, all this is like, related. if people have like a life-threatening disease, this is not like, oh, hey. Well, I think it started out that way. And now it's people going online going, I think I'd like to buy some healthy poo. Okay. People are crazy though, because well, instead we knew of just. That. We already knew that. Okay. You're right. Number nine, don't be hygiene obsessed. Stop overwashing your hands. Like. Wash your hands after you go to the washroom and some other times, but don't wash your hands like constantly and stop using that bloody antibacterial lotion. I hate that stuff. It's 
garbage. It's killing us. It's, it's literally garbage. killing us. It is complete garbage. Dirt is your friend. Let your kids play in the dirt. Yep. Let your dog roll in the dirt and then pet your dog. All right. Or stroke it. I wasn't going to say it. You just had to come back in. <laughs> the awkward silence. Um, number 10, eat like the Hazda. What's the Hazda? Who are the Hazda, you yeah, ask? Yeah. Okay. The Hazda of Tanzania have got a microbiome diversity that is one of the richest on the planet. Yes. Why? They eat 600 species of plants and animals and have a huge seasonal variation. Do you know how many Americans typically eat? 50. And do you know how many of those are vet plants? One. Ten. Ten. Yeah. And the Hasda, who I'm not super good at math right now. Right now? You're a financial... Okay, whatever. Listen, I'm still calculating (laughs) that 7%. Is this perimenopause? What? What's 600 divided by 50? Uh, It is 12. Okay. So, thank you, Jen. I'm going to be hand, handing you over my chartered financial analyst certificate. I was going to say, can I have the certificate? The Hasda have 12 times the, they eat the 12 times the species of plants and animals that we, that we do. And they have virtually no obesity, no allergies, no heart disease, and no cancer. Versus us with our 50 species, at only 10 of which are plant. And we are suffering from an epidemic of obesity and illness. And I would add mental health crisis to that. Totally. <laughs> I thought your list was going to end on a happy note. No, it's happy. We can eat like the Hasta. Oh, right. Eat like the Hasta. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to eat better knowing this information? I'm going to try to be a lot more seasonal. Mm. That was really interesting to me because... I tend to just buy what I want and I don't really super pay attention to whether it's like extra expensive. So I don't know whether it's asparagus season. I just know, oh, asparagus seems expensive this week, but I like asparagus. So now if I can figure out what's in season, not only would it probably be a bit cheaper, but I would be getting far more diverse. And with the internet now, like I'd be like, oh, I don't know what that is or how to cook it. I could Google it mm-hmm. and find a good recipe. I think I'm going to, I don't do this a ton, but I do it from time to time and I really don't need to like buy things that are pre-prepared. Like right. I spend more time, like simple things, like a veggie patty. I can do that myself. It takes no time at all. And I'm getting my hands in the food before I'm yeah. actually eating it. You're cutting um, up like if it's like if it's oats and beans and sweet potato, you're like you're cutting it all up, yeah. mashing it. Sure. Or like I have the most amazing spiralizer attachment for my KitchenAid. I don't need to buy pre-spiralized zucchini. I can spend Mm -hmm. some time handling it myself. And I'm going to make my kids and my family eat better because I did not know that their biodome was bringing me down. Did you know? Well, you know what I find is helpful is that sometimes instead of telling my kids and my girlfriend, like, you should do this because it's really important because they often don't listen to me. (laughs) <laughs> and they just think I'm preaching. I have no idea what that feels like. And they're like, like oh, God, is she going to talk about microbiomes <laughs> and stroking the dog again? Um, I just, like, ask them if they want to watch a documentary with me, which they usually do because they like learning stuff and seeing interesting stuff. They don't catch on to that? <laughs> they haven't yet. And then they think it's their idea. They're like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. I'm never eating Cheetos again. And you're like, yes, 
I feel like this episode should be called Talk Dirty. <laughs> hey, that's something we actually control in life, the title of the episodes. And if anyone complains, we can be like, um, if you want the real Talk Dirty to Me episode, you have to be as Patreon subscribers. Yes. Boom. Because we did cover SEX in our very first Patreon episode, oh, which you can yeah. find at onthesamepagepod.com, along with our social media accounts and a link to leave an iTunes review. If you found any value in this episode at all. Or entertainment. Or non-guaranteed, uh, non-warranted information. Or if you were repulsed, but still like us for some weird reason and yeah. can't put your finger on why. iTunes review. Please. Please. The more stars, the better because... Uh, because it improves our microbiome and yours too. And all of our visibility, which will attract more people to the on the same page with Jen and Nancy community, which means more people to share microbiome with. with. And to keep the show going. For many, many seasons. Guys, let's do this. Let's all go and leave an iTunes review. Let's, <laughs> let's all go and leave an iTunes review right now. Okay, we're going to wrap this up because Jen, I need you to come out to the truck with me and tear it apart. Look for for some that, money. That let's do it. Bucks. Let's do it. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for episode three of On the Same Page. We really appreciate that you spend this time. Bye, guys. On the Same Page with Jen and Nancy is intended solely for educational and entertainment purposes. A reminder to our listeners that Nancy and I are experts only in our own minds. Information is provided without guarantee or warranty of any kind. Please consult an actual certified professional for any of your physical, mental, emotional, and or spiritual health needs. Thank you so much. On the Same Page with Jen and Nancy is written, hosted, produced, and edited by Nancy Murdoch and Jen Chapman. Original theme music by Jen Chapman. Number nine, don't be hygiene obsessed. Sorry, Stop. Just, sorry, I have to go back. How much can you get for your poop? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, we First, have an look, abundance look, of microbiome. You came here for a certificate and you left with a whole new business opportunity. <laughs> okay. okay?